Talk Fast Five brought to you in partnership with the AM Consumer and Retail Group, Firework, SPS Commerce, and Sezzle. Ranked in the top 10% of all podcasts globally, the Omnitalk Fast Five is the podcast that we hope makes you feel a little smarter, but most importantly, a little happier each week, too. Today is April 6, 2023. I'm your host, Ann Mazinga. And I'm Chris Walden. And we are here once again to discuss all the headlines making waves in the world of Omnichannel retailing. Chris. And you're back. I made it back, back in time from vacation. to discuss all the retail news headlines. Yes, it's 8 a.m. Thursday morning. You got on off a plane last night. You're here. I'm you're here. You're still a little under the weather after last week's podcast, which you yeah. soldiered through. That was tough. Was that- I mean, fellow shop talkers, I mean, no, I feel like people were like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, like sending out emails and follow-ups and stuff, and I was like, holy Hannah, did no one else get hit by this? Yeah, no. I mean, it hit me a little bit, but you got you got the full oh. brunt of it. I felt bad for you, but you soldiered on. I was very proud of you you made it through we still went on it was one heck break. of an episode too yeah you went on spring break with the fam the next day that was tough to sf that was tough what was the most memorable moment real quick sf oh man um most probably we we hiked the point reyes national seashore which we did before my son was born the youngest and right. now he was there hiking with us so, so it was, it was like, like a circle of life moment kind of a, like circle a lion of life king moment. kind of thing going yeah That's yeah awesome. yeah it was amazing we had a really good time i feel for man the people we were talking about this before the show but i feel for you living in san oh, francisco yeah. like that is everything's just a little bit more difficult it's a challenge the hills the hills the hills like, are alive in san francisco the hills are alive but just like getting to and fro yeah. And having and kids and like, <laughs> I mean, there's some really, it's a, so beautiful though. Like but we were, we found ourselves contemplating several times, like, could we move here and could we do it? And I think the answer is like, we are not strong enough to do that. No, even, know. even if you take the costs aside, there's a lot of inconveniences Correct. about living in San Francisco, which I think is the point you're hitting on, right? I am, like, but yeah, it's going so to the grocery cool. store, going to the doctor, yeah. it's tough, but it's a beautiful place. It but is. Yeah. It's a really cool city. It's one of my favorite cities for sure. And but you held down the fort. I did. I had, yeah, my kid got sick this week. I've been, oh you God. know, doing double duty, but hey, you know, it's all good. We're ready. We're ready to rock and roll, ready to do a great show. For sure. You there's know? so much fun news that was happening while we were there. Um, also, some sad news that happened in San Francisco. Yeah, we, this yeah, last yeah. Week unfortunately, that, that yeah, was there was definitely some, some bad news in San Francisco this week too. But we won't cover that. We'll get no. to the things Let's that the make you feel happy that, yes. and smarter, right? Yes, Anne? I think that makes much more sense. <laughs> All right, much more sense. Well, let's get this show started. In today's Fast Five, we've got news on American Eagle deploying a new inventory tracking system from Radar, IKEA launching its as-is program that allows customers to shop for used items. Cole's new digital marketplace, mm-hmm. Walmart getting itself into what I would call an a pickle. Oh god! But we begin today with even bigger news out of Walmart. And please, all right, Chris. According to Chain Storage, Walmart has revamped its website and mobile app to look more like social media. The new launch features a product-focused homepage and new social-inspired scroll. That's a direct quote. Yes. Uh, with rich imagery and live video, the new shopping experience also, according to Chain Storage. Highlights products that are most relevant to a customer at a specific moment, such as holiday gifts or items for watching a sporting event, giving Walmart suppliers and third-party marketplace sellers new time-sensitive yes. and contextual opportunities Oof. for showcasing relevant products and storytelling. That sentence was made to sound bigger than it is. It Ed. definitely was. <laughs> uh, Chris, we're going to start off with a bang. Oh, all right. I like starting off with a bang. 
I've always, it's one of my favorite things to do in life. Actually. Yeah, I was feeling very like Christopher Walken with that, like oh Christopher Walken. Yeah, just like very excited and like the tone was there. Um, but this is a And M. Could have fooled me. I know. Could have fooled you. My my version of excited lately is probably I'm coming off of I'm coming off of sickness and spring break. So right. like. I, I We're just to... glad you're here, Ed. Yes, We're just right. glad you're That's here. Right. All right, you're putting. Okay, start off I'm with the putting bag. you on the spot, though. Right away, this is A and M's put you on the spot question. Chris, we at A and M CRG love any attempt to make digital commerce interfaces more like how users actually like to scroll and more naturally mm. engage with content online. What do you think of this particular experience from Walmart? Chris? Oh wow, we're going right at it from the beginning. Like, what's my take on the new website redesign? All right, well. I think a couple points I'd make on this first. So number one, I want to say this because I think it's important. Anytime anyone does a site redesign, oh god, it is a ton of work. So kudos to everyone involved in that effort because it is a yeoman's effort. It's the hardest thing you can possibly try to do. So anyone at Walmart that was a part of this, we and salute yeah. you. Yes, I mean it. It never gets easy. So, but the better question, right, which is the point of A and M, is does it make sense? Mm-hmm. And my take is that I think it does. Yep. So much of the interaction on these sites is search-based anyway, so you're still going to have that. Yep. And what you have here now is the template of a, now what I would call a highly personalizable site, which starts to look a lot like Amazon, which is my last point I'll make in a second. But you know, my site now can look very different than yours and mm-hmm. vice versa. It's made for that to happen. But the other thing I like is it's going to improve conversion for those inspirational shoppers that are still browsing yeah. and using it for that, for inspiration. And by that, I mean... It's the idea of shoppable video. We've talked a lot about the differences between shoppable video and live streaming, but this plays into that very well Mm -hmm. to use that type of content to drive conversion. And the redesign aligns to that thesis of traffic is going to be coming to the websites of the brands and the retailers, capture it, convert it, make it happen. So net, net, I like it. Now, back to the point about, yeah, but there's a lot of naysayers on social media. They're like, eh, it just looks like Amazon. Mm-hmm. Too right it does, Ann. Damn mm-hmm. right it does. Yeah. Because there's one important point of differentiation for Walmart against Amazon in this redesign. Walmart can show front of the funnel differentiation in terms of how customers can get their goods, particularly by way of buy online pickup in store, yeah. curbside pickup that Amazon can't. So you've got a similar experience, but Walmart is in essence better in my opinion, potentially in the long run because of those front of funnel points of differentiation. That's that's that, my point. That's your point. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think here, I, I will agree with you that I think the best part of this that Walmart is doing is that they're allowing for the live, the uh, not live, but shoppable video to take front and center stage on their website. I think the important things for me were, one, the search experience is still very front and center and Mm -hmm. clear. So if you're doing what you call the seek and destroy, like I just need new diapers, like I don't have to go through scrolling pictures of people talking about you know, how to apply this foundation to get to my diapers. Like you can still Which is still the majority of how commerce happens. Exactly. Right. But I think this is for me another step where Walmart is trying to like targetify its hmm. its website. Like I was on the team at Target that did mm-hmm. this 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. We took the new we took the target.com shopping experience. We made it um, like flex and form to who the consumer w- was at that time, what device they were on. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't even have a, a mm-hmm. format on target.com that was going back and forth to allow for a better experience right. on mobile versus adaptive. desktop adaptive site. And so I think that, you know, for, for Walmart, this maybe 
will be something that isn't as front and center and noticed by the consumer as no. I think what people are, yeah. were expecting, and that's where some of the naysaying is coming from. But um, but I think that this is a step in the right direction for Walmart. They are the st- thing that still drives me crazy mm-hmm. though. They still make you pick on the app how you're going to fulfill right away at the like you were talking about front right. of funnel, which I just don't love. Like, let me browse if I'm stopped. Yeah, you as want a it consumer, on the PDP. You don't want it up front. Yeah, right. Yeah. They still got to get that to happen. Right. Yeah, so I think right. that's that's for me. That's still the, the first point. hurdle. Like, I, you lost me if I came from an ad on TikTok and I'm coming to Walmart and you're like, "How do you want this fulfilled right away?" Yeah. And it's like, I right. don't know yet. Right. That's right. That's a great point. It's too early in the funnel. Yeah, exactly. It's from the PDP is what I was trying to describe to you. Now, I got to think they A-B tested the hell out of this too. At least I hope they did. So they probably know they're on to something. That's the great thing about digital commerce. If you do it right, you can know you're going to be pretty successful with it when you roll it out. So so net net, I think we agree, Anne. We We got a lot of crap for agreeing too much. I know. Got to find some points of differentiation here. All right. Headline number two. I have a feeling we're going to agree on this one too. American Eagle has deployed a new AI tracking system in its stores. According to Chain Store Age, again, gosh, way to go, Dan Berthium, the best headline breaker in oh, the man. business. Oh, man, Dan's been all over it this yeah, week. Yeah, he, he is really good at breaking the headlines. American Eagle is planning to launch Radar's inventory tracking technology. The launch is planned in approximately 500 stores across the U.S. over the next year. And the system uses a quote... A combination of RFID and computer vision to track and locate in-store inventory at a SKU level in near real time with 99% accuracy. Unreal. Enabling retail store employees to know what product is in store and where. End quote, said Michael Rempel, executive VP and COO at American Eagle Outfitters Incorporated. Quote, our initial test with radar provided visibility into inventory availability and placement with impressive accuracy. Based on those results... We are excited to begin implementing RFID technology to unlock operational and inventory efficiencies while arming our associates to best serve the needs of customers, end quote. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Lots of quotes in that one, Anne. And what do you think about this? You like this? This I is mean, the first time we're seeing computer vision in apparel, really. Yeah. I love this. I think it's amazing. What I was wondering, I'm like, do I... Do the Ameri- does the American Eagle customer even appreciate what is being given to them right I now? I know, right? Like, I don't think that they do, or but the I think- Or the store associates, Or the store associates, but I love it so much. I mean, you talked about it in the headline, but, like, this could start to eliminate this in conjunction with, you know, they also talked about, Dan also mentioned in this article, their upgrade to their point of sale system, too. Yep. So I think this this kind of takes you through the store, American Eagle. You're looking for that pair of jeans and that one size that you can't find anywhere. It's like Black Friday. I mean, now your 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 associates are able to not only locate exactly where that item is, but now they can check me out right there, too. Like, I don't have to wait in this your dreaded cash wrap apparel line like that could be gone with this especially as it continues to evolve so and uh we got to give a special shout out to uh jp too yeah that was gonna be my point yeah jp jp camel friend yeah. of the show who we were going back and forth with him on uh on linkedin messenger for like all day on i think it was like tuesday yeah and he was just sending out all this laundry list of really great ideas around this and where it could go but the points he was bringing up really around the operational efficiency first and foremost because that's what this is about right Right. now it's about knowing where the inventory is in store being able to help employees be more efficient being able to route and pick pack things or pick and pack better both from the sales floor and also the back rooms an important part of this too which those apparel back rooms I mean, they're they're just oh my God. every man for Good himself luck. back there. Yeah. But now you can know where things are with greater accuracy, and that's going to help things. But I think your point, and we kind of hit on, we met the CEO, Spencer Hewitt, a couple years ago, mm-hmm. 
and he was talking to us about this idea of combining RFID with computer vision, which it should be noted is something Amazon has not debuted publicly yet either. Correct. And has gone in a completely different direction with their Amazon Style Store. Mm-hmm. You know, that operation works very differently than a traditional retail operation. But the cool thing about it was when we were talking, we could be like, oh my God, you can see how this would work in, to your point, the just walk out experience in an apparel store, that mm-hmm. this could come to life if they're able to work out the financials of how this can be implemented in a way that the retailers can afford it. And it sounds like from JP that that's indeed the case. Yeah, and just how big of a store this can, I mean, this right. this is a pilot. So let's right. see too how that starts to expand when you get into, you know, the three-story flagship apparel stores that I saw, on, you know, on market in San Francisco yeah. this week. Like, now you got me really geeking out because then you start talking 10, 15 years, you start taking like this combin- combinatory approach of, the, the grocery experience of a just walk out with the RFID computer vision experience in home yep. and apparel and a mass merchant. Then you got a full walk out at Walmart or Target. Like, oh my God, slow me down, Ed. Oh my God. Slow me down. I get too excited. That would be amazing. We need Target to start investing in that kind of stuff, though, before you're going to see that. In yeah, Target, right. So. But Walmart will do Walmart it. Will. Walmart will do it. But hey, I mean, it shows you why computer vision is still probably the single most important technology that's going to impact retail here 100%. over the next 10 to 15 years. 100%. All right, let's go to headline number three. IKEA US announced the launch of As Is Online, a service that allows IKEA family members to browse and reserve gently used products online to pick up and purchase in store. According to an IKEA press release, here's what that means, Chris. Oh, uh, for the awesome. first time ever, IKEA US customers nationwide can shop As Is products in their local stores from the comfort of their own homes. Ooh. Shop IKEA. Don't have to be in Ikea. Might be the greatest sentence that we've said on That's this true. show. That's true. That is kind of my definition of heaven. Uh, yes. So <laughs> so through this service, Ikea hopes that customers will be able to lower their environmental impact by giving discontinued and gently used items a second chance and a second home. In addition, in celebration of Earth Day, Ikea will be offering 25% off all as-is items on April 22nd and 23rd and also plans to expand the buyback and resell service which we have previously covered on OmniTalk, to more stores yes. throughout the U.S., including Jacksonville, Las Vegas, New Haven, and Orlando, among mm. others. Chris. Yes. What do you think of this news all the way from Conshohocken? Conshohocken, yeah, right? It started there? That's right. It did. It Good did. recall. Um, you know, first off, I just want to make a comment. I got an email from somebody yesterday that said their office is closed in observance of Earth Day. That was the first time I'd ever seen that. Which, Were they at Patagonia? No, it was like a, it was a robotics warehousing startup. Um, who shall remain nameless, but I thought that was interesting. So anyway, just throwing it out there. Um, back to the headline. I like this. Yeah. I like this on a lot of levels. I think this is like a podcast where I'm going to like almost every story this week. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. but Probably because you were very heavily influenced in the selection of this. Chris, t- Chris took on a lot while I was gone. <laughs> yeah. And so there was <laughs> right, it's all not, the stories a of, I liked. not a lot of debate yeah. happening <laughs> right. about which stories made this. So Chris is going to love a lot of them. Right, right, right. Uh, although usually I pick Spoiler some alert. stuff I hate or that I want to poo-poo too. But uh but yeah, I mean, I like it on a lot of levels. So you got sustainability for sure. You can't, mm-hmm. you got to like that, which yep. isn't talked about enough still. You know, we made that point, put an article in Forbes about that, challenging Amazon on the sustainability front this week, if you guys want to check that out as yeah, well. Yeah, that was good. But um, I also like it for expanding Ikea's reach. You know, what is the one thing that people sell a ton of, man? It's a old Ikea furniture. So yeah. why wouldn't Ikea want to take a cut of that activity? And it appears to be working. I mean, you brought about you brought up the point about Konshahakin, mm-hmm. but IKEA has moved on all these pilots really, really quickly. Yeah. Like for example, I looked it up. The buyback and resale program, which started in Konshahakin, mm-hmm. 
That started in September of 2021. Right. Okay. And then it went national in April of 2022. So just a year ago. So all this is happening within the span of a year and a half that they're now going nationwide with the buyback and then the resale of those items as well. So that tells me when retailers move this quickly, the common theme listeners, when retailers move this quickly, it tells you things are working. And that's a good litmus test for if something's working or something's just being talked about in the media. Like- Right. And I have to imagine that, I mean, you ran stores, Chris, like they have a huge floor pad of wasted space dedicated, I mean, essentially wasted. Like it's, it's all treasure hunt as is at the end. Like this right. is moving that inventory mm-hmm. and not forcing them to take up all that space with all that stuff that's just sitting there, returned things or, you know, as is items like it. For me, I think the biggest, dri- the biggest important part about this is that it's driving customers to your store. It's increasing basket size. Probably like, new customers, too. New customers. Like, it's doing all of the things yeah. that, you know, Ikea wasn't doing before that. And I think that, for me, it's it's a great example of how technology is implemented into this resale, repurchase funnel, and how this is how tech is going to catapult this resale business that that's just kind of starting to bubble up. Like, Noelle Sadler, so the CMO of ThreadUp just posted yesterday, they just put out a report ThreadUp did about um, you know how this resale business is going to continue to boom, and it's because of technology getting involved. Mm-hmm. You can't that resale business would not be as big if it was still hunting and pecking and like oh, yeah. you know racing and fighting somebody to like lay on that couch so that you can get it before they can get it when the doors open at 10 a.m. Like that's that's not that's not something that everybody wants to participate in. No. But like you said, having my cup of coffee, seeing that that couch that I can purchase, it's giving me a reason to come back there time and time again. Like every day now, mm-hmm. if I'm looking for a piece of furniture, I'm coming to IKEA every day. And while I might not find that thing I'm looking for, I'm adding a two dollar or three dollar or ten dollar or twenty five dollar item more often than I probably would have otherwise. So I, I think there's so much benefit to this. Um, no, your point about traffic's dead right, Anne. Yeah, like because you're getting you're getting the customer that's now returning the furniture, right? Which could then get you to purchase more from IKEA, and then you're getting the new customer that wants to shop the discounted furniture too, as opposed to the full price furniture. Right. So it's great. Operationally, though, this thing's got to be a nightmare to figure out. Like, there's so many dynamics to this in terms of taking in the returns, figuring out what works, what doesn't, is good for resale, what isn't, getting it resold, getting it on the floor, getting it on the website, like. Holy crap! I can't believe they figured this all out in a year and a half. It is fairly complicated when you yeah, get down to it. yeah, it is. I think that there's practices in place that have been working for a long time with thrifting that have figured out. You know, there's yeah. a process in place. It's not foreign. Plus, I think this goes back to again what I was saying about the technology component. Like IKEA already has all of that information. They put in a product number. Right. They've got That's product true. images. They've already got a better shopping experience. Yes, they mm-hmm. probably need to take a couple of photos there but i mean they could put that they could easily put that on the customer too like snap photos while you're in line i could see that yeah. like happening so that you have you have this emotion it's I a great just, point I though love... they already have all the product data yes already available to them That's all awesome. the specs everything yeah it's all right and before we get to headline number four a couple of promotional shout outs here did you notice this hat i'm wearing today Anne? i did notice this the hat. is the irish skull cap from branded bills which hails from my home state of arizona i was oh, they, we were trying to get it to happen it for, for saint patrick's day yeah but it didn't arrive in time so now i'm wearing I it you had some connection yeah. to like this company, like from yeah. your past. Yeah. So yeah. branded so, bills. Yeah. Is so the shout out to them for providing my headwear for today's podcast. Mm. Always mm. a word I like to say, headwear. Yes. But and we this is also the portion of the show where we tell our loyal listeners where we're headed this summer. Oh heck yeah. And you can join Anna and me at the Commerce Next e-commerce growth show on June 20th and 21st in New York City. We'll be live streaming from the show. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, we will. We still got to coordinate that. But yes, we'll be live streaming from the show. And there will also be over 120 industry-leading speakers across more than 50 sessions. Scaled retailers and brands also get, you heard it here first, free admission. Just go to commercenext.com slash conference and use VIP code FAST5 to register for your complimentary ticket today. You can also check out our link in the show notes to learn more. All right, and headline number four, according to Chain Storage, what is likely for an unprecedented third time in this OmniTalk Retail Fast Five podcast. Yeah, they kill it though. Kohl's is full on launching a digital marketplace. Following what Kohl's calls a successful pilot, questions about that, Kohl's Corp is officially rolling out and expanding its new marketplace platform known as what else, and Kohl's Marketplace. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. <laughs> you know exactly what you're getting into, yeah, right? No, no, no surprises. Like Kohl's man. Cash, you no know. No surprises. Like every other marketplace in existence, the platform offer, <laughs> offers a curated online assortment of new brands via Kohl's.com. The products are all shipped directly from third-party sellers. And if you were Kohl's, would you be doing this? We might disagree on this one, actually. Yeah, I I think I would. You I mean, will? Oh, okay. I mean, what all do right. you have to lose here? I yep. think that it's worth the experiment of seeing whether or not you can get more Kohl's customers into your onto your website looking yeah. for things. Like, if I'm not carrying those SKUs as Kohl's directly anymore because my merchandising strategy is here and there yeah. and everywhere, I mean, now you might be able to still give those products back. They're smartly, I mean, I was impressed that they're like, look, you can use Kohl's cash on this marketplace, yeah. which you can't do at a lot of other places. Mm, yeah. Um, you can, you know, apply your, you get credits for using your Kohl's card. Like, they're tying it into the ecosystem really well. So I think they're taking the right approach to this. And worst case is, you return the item to Kohl's stores and they saw a 24% lift from Amazon returns happening in store. Like you can return these to stores and maybe you'll buy something on your way out with the $5 coupon that you get from for returning something from the marketplace. So Right. Although the age old question, it's funny you bring that up because the age old question that I know Kohl's is not prepared for is where to put these items when they come back. Oh, because God, there's no, no place don't on worry their about sales it. floor for them. No, but, don't worry uh, about it. But they, they've got the bins. They're just, they're, they're, the process is already there. It's just like sending stuff back to Amazon. They just got bins. They just There's going to be now twice as many people in line. You know what they should do? You know how they have the curbside, the, the buy line pickup in store yeah. where they just go and you pick it up out of the, the shelving or whatever? Oh, yeah. It like, sounds like it's a total disaster. They should just put this there like as a free gift. Like, hey, you came in. You didn't know you wanted this loofah with your order, but hey, there it is. You know, An air fryer. <laughs> yeah, right? Surprise. Why not? You know? All right. I actually would like this for a couple reasons, Anne. Okay. I agree with you. I'm surprised you. I'm, I'm kind of surprised on this one. But, you know, and I thought really long and hard about this. But, you know, I would say this. Even though everyone has a marketplace now, Target, Walmart, Macy's, everyone, it's getting to the point where now if you don't have one, you're going to lose traffic. Right. And that's a real thing. So right. you got to consider that. And the other point I would make is, and we've talked about this. This point I think is interesting, too. We've talked about how Amazon's the virtual mall. And that's why places like Gap and others should start looking at uh, putting their products on their website. Mm -hmm. And so as more and more partnerships also start to develop, and we've seen strange bedfellows start to emerge across all these organizations now, yeah. I think this gives you more ability to play up like the shop and shop concepts inside these stores in new ways. And it opens up a foundational backbone to move on those ideas more quickly. Sure. So like, you know, you got a third party seller on your site. Okay. Let's bring them in as a third party seller in the store. We don't have to worry about like Coles being the seller. Who's that it makes you move. It makes you, gives you the ability to move much more quickly, much more locally if you take this approach. So I net net like it for that reason as well. Yeah, I think that's I a really make. good call out. I mean, you have all of the information about what products are doing well in what stores and 
could help inform the merchandising teams at Kohl's then to, you know, maybe rethink some of the assortment based around what they're seeing being purchased in that marketplace. So, I, yeah, yeah, I think that's a great point. Yeah, could you expand your Sephora assortment? Could you go after an Apple relationship? Could you go after an expanded Nike assortment? Could you go after expanded yeah. Under Armour assortment too? Like that, it, it gives you the ability to do all those things. So that's why I like it. All right, Chris, we agree yet again. Wow. Let's, let's go on to headline number five. Walmart it's a fun story. is jumping on the pickleball craze. I'm so surprised that you like this story well, because you hate pickleball I, I, and you like refuse to play. You don't want anything to do with it. And yet here it was. I was I, like, is this right? Well, and to Did be you mean to have put this in the lightning round? I know. To be honest, and and to show you how the sausage is made, when Anne's not here, I'm scared. Scraping the bottom of the barrel for this fifth headline, folks. Like, legitimately scraping the bottom of the barrel. But I thought there was some interesting points with this. All right. Well, let's get to it. According to Marketing Daily, Walmart is teaming up with Break the Love to introduce more people to the sport of pickleball. Break the Love is a digital platform that gives users access to court reservations, instructional resources, and purchasing gear. And the collaboration aims to give away 125,000 reservations for Walmart customers and associates. Mike and Linda Mazinga are on this oh, like white on Lots rice right are. now. Um, Chris, what are your thoughts here? I mean, obviously you love it, but why? Well, first of all, I can't get Hanson out of my head right now. Break the love. It's not enough. Remember that song? Where's the love? Anyway. No. You don't remember that? Oh, I was hoping you'd sing with me, but I guess. Break the love. I guess. Well, it was Where's the Love. That was their song. Where's the love? It's not enough. It oh my goes God. round and round and round. No, I got to play that <laughs> oh my, again. Oh my Either God. your singing is just that bad that <laughs> I can't even that, pick up that bad one note. To. I was hoping you'd come, you know, do a Shoot, signature Omni Talk sing along. I want to support that. I, I do, but uh, I just don't, I can't think of it right it's now. Fine, so it's fine. It's fine. All right, back to the headline again. All right, well, you'll look it up and it'll provide you a lot of nostalgia later on today. Yes. I don't know why, and like I said before, but I really like this. For the reasons we talked about a lot in the show, I think it keeps Walmart at the center of its communities mm-hmm. uh, with a sport that seems to be insanely popular. Like, I can't get John McEnroe and Andre Agassi out of my feed right now. Their little, like, pickleball match that they had oh, in, sure. like, their, like, their, like, old age. You know, it was just, it's just crazy. So, like, there's a trend here. Yes. Like, ridiculously so. But, yes. But there's one more thing I love about it. Yeah. It's kind of expect more, pay less. It's a. It, I would have expected this type of relationship or this type of partnership from Target and not Walmart. So mm-hmm. I think good move to William White, mm-hmm. our former colleague at Target, now the chief marketing officer at Walmart. Yep. So I think you could say on on the expect more pay less side here, fifteen love Walmart Target. Oh my god. Yeah. Thank you. That's not how you keep track of score in pickleball, just so you know. Oh, it's, it's not? It's no. not? Oh, really? No. Oh, it's, that's... Break the Love was, they started oh. as, a, as a racket sport, so that's why I love... I've it. never played pickleball in my I know, life. I know. It's, you, you played of 11. It's very... Oh, really? We're going to get more comments about pickleball rules and regulations on this podcast than we are about anything retail related. But So there's no love at all? It's just you're so... That's why it's called Break the Love? Break the love, no, no. Break the love was. There's a long story about the naming of that. All right, company, we won't but it go started into in that. All right, um, this headline's getting way off the rails. But <laughs> it's all right, we got time. I I really like this headline too. Um, I I totally agreed with you. Like it, this and the first story that we were talking mm-hmm. about this week. I think it's like Walmart is starting Walmart's to like. I think what I appreciate the most about this is Walmart has is departing with the first story and with this story from just being about the price-driven focus. Yep. Like, it's not enough anymore for Walmart to just be like, we're just going to be the cheapest. Mm-hmm. We're going to be, the, it. that's a, Goes a major long way. selling yeah. point. 
But I think that why, you know, why can't Walmart start to expand and targetify itself and like get some of the brand love back? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're doing that smartly. Mm-hmm. The first story with, you know, shoppable video and in this story with getting into the communities. I think the other thing that you have to know, because mm-hmm. I know you don't play pickleball. I dabble. <laughs> but it's impossible to get courts yeah, if you are not if you are not a member yeah. of a fancy racket club right. or you know sp- lifetime or like sports kind of club and all of the the Great like point. rec centers or like the converted tennis courts that are in the parks that are free for people to use for the sport there's like crazy crazy lines just to like right. get there so the fact that they're opening this up to 125,000 reservations to people is like a it's a really yeah. big deal it's something cool that they're doing which follows their slogan of save money live better, live better. so i yeah. think that they are really hitting on this it you know walmart keep going william white excellent job it doesn't have to just be about the deals and last point i think this could be something that is going to again draw people in like my parents who don't shop at Walmart currently but if they can get a t- you know if they can they and their friends can get a court reserved and yeah. maybe they'd join Walmart Plus maybe they'd start to think about moving their Costco membership over to Sam's mm-hmm. Club like I think there's some opportunities to get new people into the wow. brand with this so I I'm, I'm a huge fan That is a great point the Walmart Plus drops a great point I mean you why know, not You know it's funny too Ann. I got interviewed by the Star Tribune reporter this week on Target again Yeah and Target's out there just pumping own brands again. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that story's so tired and old, you know? And so, like, it makes me, I, mean, I don't know. I just, I'm feeling like there's some momentum here behind Walmart right now. There really is. All right, let's do the lighting round. All right, Chris. I just got back from San Francisco, the land where almost every payment is contactless. It was amazing. Was it really? Oh, God, yes. So, wow. I mean, you can pay, you can, like, you can contribute to homeless people on the street yeah. using contactless payment. Like, it's incredible. But... I just got back. There was a Whole Foods in the neighborhood that I was staying in. Palm payment. I used that multiple times. Saved my life, especially because I forgot my wallet because I was coming from yoga. Which one of your old San Francisco haunts do you wish had contactless payment back in the day? Oh, great question. There's no question to this, Ann. Yeah. Dirty Nelly's Bar in this outer sunset. I think it's still there. I haven't been there in like 20 years, but I was talking to somebody about it recently. If I could have just waved my palm circa 2001 and said, Coors Banquet Beer, please. Oh my God, that would have been life changing. That would have been amazing. It could have increased my Coors Banquet Beer consumption by 30%. And you never would have left your credit card anywhere. Right, right. Although I don't know that increasing my consumption would have been actually physically possible. All right, Domino's ex-CEO bought almost $4,000 of pizza in 2021, all of which the company reportedly paid for, according to Business Insider. If you were the CEO of a pizza company, would $4,000 be enough to cover your annual pizza tab? I actually did some math on this, but I'm curious what you no, think. No, I know. I'm sure you did because Chris like is so hates that I love this pizza restaurant that's close to us. Their pizzas are not Do- their one pizza could probably get you four Domino's pizzas. So it's, yeah, right. it's a little bit more expensive. So no, $4,000 would not be enough to, to, I'm guessing you did the math though. Well, actually like that pizza is like 30 bucks, which is why I give you crap about yeah. it. A large pizza is like 30 bucks when you include but all the so tip good. and everything. Yeah. Debatable. But that's like, that's like $2,000 if you order one of those a week. So this dude was chowing down on his pizza. Yeah. But times four, <laughs> like one pizza is $30 right. and that's $2,000. A Domino's pizza is like $7. Yeah, I guess if you do two of those. Yeah, well, he might. maybe it's with Don. Who knows? All right, let's keep going. All right, Chris, David's Bridal is adding hundreds of bridesmaid dresses under $100 to help provide bridal parties 
with a more affordable option than the current dress range. Chris, I want to know, what's the most money that you've ever spent on a friend's wedding? We're getting into wedding mm, season here yeah. soon. Uh, this is uh, this is going to be a lame answer, but, you know, guys get it so much easier on the wedding front. I mean, for me, probably, like, honestly, it was like 500 bucks when you include the, f- the flight and the tuxedo rental like what? not very much you know? the hotel like oh, you don't maybe have to the pay ho- for maybe any the hotel. of these things yeah you're probably close to a thousand maybe oh man but yeah you guys get it so easy i feel bad for these people like the the bachelorette party the like showers the flying all over the place like yeah who do people think they are these days i know right it's kind of nuts it's it is insane how much we spend on that stuff all right this may in fact I know i say this a lot but this may in fact be the greatest lightning round question in the history of the show oh my god a loyal Talk fan, Ann, recently blew our minds when he asked us if we were brother and sister. I could not believe it. <laughs> because of how much we, he thought we looked alike. So I ask you, Ann, from which of your parents does our resemblance come from the most, your mother or your father? I don't know. I, I was like, first of all, I was still taken aback when this person wrote this. I don't even think I've written them back because I was just like, What? kind of crazy world we've been asked if we're married before yes, many times many times never mm. which we are not no <laughs> never uh never siblings never so. siblings um so the only thing i could conclude was like it must be my it's italian be, father it's italian. and your yeah. italian mother yeah. that like are giving us some sort of things that resemble each other but i don't i don't 100%. see it i think it's the nose is I think it? it's a nose. Yeah, I think it's a nose. Loyal Army Talk fans, let us know what our most. Oh my God. What, our, what feature we resemble the most, or <laughs> which is our most resembling feature. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Because we are dying to know, because we can't figure out where this question I came from, most, but we love it. I think most people are like, that is not at all true. I don't understand where that person <laughs> I have no from. idea. It's crazy. Yeah, because my nose is, I'm looking at your nose. It's mine's significantly bigger than yours. Maybe right I was going to say, thanks a lot. Like,. <laughs> Um, All right. Oh, God. Let's close this show up, man. What do you say? All right. Let's do it. All right. That wraps us up. Happy birthday today to the ageless Paul Rudd. Oh, yeah. The scene-stealing Peyton List and the man who has voiced the most characters in the history of Pixar, Mr. Cliff Clavin himself, John Ratzenberger. And remember, if you can only read or listen to one retail blog in the business, make it OmniTalk, the only retail media outlet run by two former executives from a current top 10 U.S. retailer. Our Fast Five podcast is the quickest, fastest rundown of all the week's top news, and our twice-weekly newsletter tells you the top five things you need to know each day and also features special content exclusive to us and it's all just for you. And we try really hard to make it all fit within the preview pane of your inbox. You can sign up today at www.omnitalk.blog. Thanks, as always, for listening in. Please remember to like and leave us a review wherever you happen to listen to your podcast or on YouTube. And so until next week, on behalf of all of us at Omnitalk Retail, as always, be careful out there. The Omnitalk Fast Five is brought to you in association with the AM Consumer and Retail Group. The AM Consumer and Retail Group is a management consulting firm that tackles the most complex challenges and advances its clients, people, and communities toward their maximum potential. CRG brings the experience, tools, and operator like pragmatism to help retailers and consumer products companies be on the right side of disruption. And Firework. Firework is the largest video commerce solution built for the world's leading brands. They empower brands with the shoppable and live stream video on their own websites where people like to shop. Put your commerce in motion with Firework. Find out more at firework.com. And SPS Commerce. SPS Commerce is redefining how businesses across the supply chain operate in an omnichannel world. Their experts, tech, and data work together to feel your growth and deliver for your customers. Find out more, head to spscommerce.com. 
And finally, Sezzle. Sezzle is an innovative buy now, pay later solution that allows shoppers to split purchases into four interest-free payments over six weeks. To learn more, visit Sezzle.com. 